0: If you are there, let's read this all together from verse number 18. First Peter chapter 3, verse number 3, together now, read the read. For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but weakened by the Spirit. I will repeat, for Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit, our Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for the blessing that you have given to us today. Thank you for allowing us to come before your presence, and this time, Lord, as we have this prayer, it is our prayer, of oh God, that your name, uh, in all of the things that we say and do in this church, when everything is said and done, Lord, your um, glory will be um, revealed and your name will be exalted in our midst. And thank you, Lord, for the great opportunity that we can serve you. Thank you for these people that have come. And I pray, oh God, that it will be a blessing to them. I pray, Lord, that uh, it is always a blessing uh, for our people when they come to church. That, Lord, uh, all of us will um, uh, magnify you together. And that people, Lord, will give you the praise and the honor. And that, oh God, in our service, it will uh, be that... um, our hearts will gain uh, that comfort and our, our our soul, Lord, will find that rest in you as we uh, listen to your word and your promises. Bless all your people now and thank you for your goodness to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. <clears throat> all right. A bit. Okay, it's too close. <clears throat> Again, um, our text this morning a little bit loud. Our text this morning is uh, this is a very important text, very important verse, because this verse will uh, bring us to the very very heart of the gospel message. It brings us to the very heart of the gospel message, which is as we know it, the sacrificial um, suffering and death of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, It is very important here to understand that the suffering that is being uh, given here this morning is not just the um, suffering associated with the death of the Lord Jesus, but that suffering is actually uh, the suffering that Jesus Christ experienced throughout his life the lord experienced you know the moment that he arrived in this world when he was born he was born in a manger and no, no one maybe had experience um no one among us perhaps experienced that kind of experience um you know uh experience um sleeping in a manger but the lord jesus christ um, experienced a very lowly state of of a family, uh, being, um, you know, uh, uh, know, uh, considered to be one of the uh, poorest of the families in the world. He was not um, given the comfort, you know, when when he was born. He was not given the comfort of a nice bed. But we understand because the Lord that we are serving, the Lord Jesus, is a man of sorrows. Is acquainted with these, the bible says and in fact that um um, you know um, prophetic statement there was given 670 years before the messiah was born before the lord jesus christ was born um, it was already spoken over there um, in in um, the book of isaiah uh, jesus christ would be considered the man of sorrow and acquainted with grief and you see my friend another reason why he is a man of sorrow and, and the, the Lord Jesus Christ yeah, experienced the sacrificial suffering is because you know when he came to this earth he, he experienced this limitations, the limitations of incarnation and what does it mean? The limitation of incarnation meant a degree of suffering for him how how, how could it be otherwise when the lord jesus christ in his person in his deity, is a member of the godhead we um, being confined in the human body before he has uh, all the freedom in all this universe and now he is there in that uh, human body and through that life that he lived in this world he suffered uh, through poverty. He suffered in being tempted. The Lord Jesus was tempted. And he suffered uh, through being uh, misunderstood. At, at the death of Lazarus, he, he suffered grief. He wept. He cried. Because Lazarus died. And when he went to the Jerusalem, in jerusalem <clears throat> he went over the city and, and, and regret of what's the hardness of the heart of the people in the city and he also went in garden of gethsemane when he prayed father not my will but that uh, but thy will be done the lord jesus christ um, suffered when the souls of men rejected his offer of salvation a lot of people um, disregarded the lord jesus christ they disregarded his offering for sins and because of that the lord regrets to see the hardness of the hearts of the people in matthew chapter 23 verse number 27 he spoke this with all regret in his heart, and said this to the place called Jerusalem. And it said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and you would die. The Lord Jesus is calling upon his people to come Him, and they rejected him. He called upon them, Come unto me, All ye that let go of us, I related, and I will give you rest. But they don't. In Proverbs chapter 1 verse 22. Proverbs 21 verse number 22, it says here, How long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? I have swallowed the light this morning with a full hate knowledge. Tell me at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Because I have called and you refused. I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. But you have set at naught my counsel and would not of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as dissolution and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall see me early, but they shall not find me. For they for the hated knowledge. And they did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would not of my counsel. They despise of my reproof. The Therefore, shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. The Lord is Christ with all the suffering that he experienced suffered the more in these people's hardened hardened hearts. The people hardened their hearts. Today, I will tell you, we we have a lot of people here in this room, but there are many people right there outside this building, outside this room. A lot of people hardened their hearts against the Lord, despite of the Lord and how he called upon all these people. But this just harden their hearts. That is the thing that can that can um, you know, the, the Lord um, experience suffering. That is the, the, the pain of the heart of the Lord Jesus Christ. His whole life, his whole life was a pathway of suffering. But the greatness of all this suffering, the greatness of all this suffering was that you know, when the time came that he had to endure that cross of Calvary. That cross of Calvary was the consummation of all his suffering. And again, it is through the sufferings of his death, which sadly he had to endure at the cross, where he should not have um, he, um, he should not have suffered that cross because he did not commit any sin and you see my friend this was the consummation of that suffering and that suffering of the lord jesus christ was mentioned here in our text our text says that in first peter chapter 3 verse number 18 for christ also at once suffered for sins the just for the unjust that he might bring us to god being put to death in the flesh but quickened by the spirit and again, in the Bible, uh, the, the Lord's death is prophetically anticipated because all the, a lot of uh, uh, messages from the Old Testament, the prophecies of the Old Testament, um, again, the reference about the coming of the Messiah and even his death was already pronounced that he would die. For example, to that, go back to the very beginning of the Bible. The book of Genesis, chapter 3, that there were only two human beings here on this earth Adam and Eve. And yet, right there, at that very moment, the Lord Jesus Christ was now um, hinting that he's going to experience suffering. Verse number 13 <coughs> Genesis chapter 3, verse 15 I will put enmity between thee and woman, and between thy seed and her seed. He shall bruise thy head, and thou bruise his heel. Again, this is the very beginning of humankind, of mankind, and this is the first hint that God would allow the Messiah to suffer. God would allow his son to experience suffering. In Exodus chapter, chapter 12, verse 13, Exodus chapter 12 verse 13 and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are and when i see the blood i will pass over you and the plane shall not be upon you to destroy you when i smite the land of egypt salvation again uh, is being proclaimed in here that the lord jesus christ is the is the you know the prophetic figure in here the blood of the lord jesus christ his blood um, will be shed as as um, um, the, the means by which our souls will be forgiven. Our souls will, will be washed from all our sins. In Isaiah um, 53, verse number five. Isaiah 53 verse number five. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray; We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord had laid on him the iniquity of us all. Our sins, my friend, all the sins that we have committed, all the sins of mankind.
1: We're laid right there at the body of the Lord Jesus
0: Christ. And every time that you make that you know decision to sin, you know, we do not sin, we do not commit sin by accident. Every sin that we do is volitional. In other words, every sin that we committed, they are all intentional. You do not walk and then stumble upon sin. My friend. the sins that we have done is, you know, premeditated. It's always great in the sight of God. It is always great. It is always, you know, offensive to God. When men commit sin, it's offensive to God. And despite of all the sins committed in this world, God had allowed his son to suffer at the cross of Calvary because of that very sin that he did not commit. And the Lord Jesus carried all our sins upon his own body in verse number five. Verse number five, but he, Jesus Christ, remember Jesus Christ was not born yet in this in this writing. When this was written, this was written 670 years. Before the birth of Jesus Christ. And yet Prophet Isaiah declared that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way and the lord had laid on him the iniquity of us all it's all upon his body When the lord jesus christ hung between heaven and earth upon the cross of calvary there was darkness all over the world darkness happened all over the world at 12 noon You know the highest point of the sun supposed to be the brightest of the bright during the day. During high noon, the earth was darkened from twelve o'clock noon time up to three o'clock in the afternoon. There was no light at all. It's utter darkness. That was the time when Jesus Christ and cried at the cross because he bore the sins of the world and he cried he said Lava Ellie my God my God why hast thou forsaken me that was the time of darkness because God the father cannot behold the sins of the world right now at the body of his own dear son Jesus Christ suffered that suffering at the cross, um, he could bear the pain, he could bear the sorrow, he could bear the uh, the, the, the nails that 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 uh, was that were piercing um, uh, his body. Um, he could bear all of that. He could bear perhaps the the rejection of men, but what Jesus Christ could not bear, when God the Father departed from him. When God the Father departed from him, there was utter darkness because God the Father um, could not behold of the sin that is now at the body of Jesus Christ. And therefore, the place, I mean the world was full of darkness because God the Father could not behold the sin. Now, Jesus Christ died on that cross But I will tell you, my friend, his death is prophetically anticipated and our Lord's death also is not just prophetically anticipated, but is also historically stated in the word of God. It is already stated there before it happened. This is the only book that will tell things that's going to happen in the future before it happened. There's no other book this world, that have all these, you know, uh, uh, with prophetic accuracies, aside from the Bible, you go to you go to Quran. There's nothing, like zero practices in Quran. You go to Bhagavad Gita of of uh, the Hindu or whatever religion they have, and whatever books they have, they have no, they have no um, prophetic. Um, um, accuracy. There's no practices in all other books, but the Bible is full of practices. It's full of um you know uh, prophetic accuracy. That is why here this is one great example that even uh, this writing was written 670 years before Jesus Christ was born it was already speaking about it. Bible also if you go to um, um, if you go to psalm chapter 22 psalm chapter 22 this also was written 1,000 years before Jesus was born but psalm chapter 22 you will find here in verse number one what happened to Jesus Christ at the cross But this this is written 1,000 years before Jesus Christ was born. The Bible says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? I just said that a while ago. That's what's the word of Jesus Christ at the cross. But this was written 1,000 years before. Why art thou so far from helping me? And from the words of my roaring, oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season and I'm not silent but thou art holy O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel our fathers trusted in thee they trusted and thou didst delivered them they cried unto thee delivered. They, they trusted in thee and were confounded were not confounded but I am a worm and no man a reproach of men a despise of the people all they that see me love me to scorn They shoot out the lip, they shake their heads, saying, i said of the Lord, and he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, saying, He delighted in him. But thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God uh, uh, from my mother's belly. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. Many bulls have come past me. Strong bulls of passion have beset me round. They came upon me with their mouths and a ravening and a roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws. And thou hast brought me unto the dust of death. For dogs have come past me, the assembly of the wicked have enclosed me, and they cursed my hands and my feet. They pierced my hands and my feet. Jesus Christ, when he was hung at the cross, they cursed his hands and his feet. This prophecy was written 1,000 years before. And who can tell what's going to happen next week? We cannot tell, but God can tell what's going to happen in the future. My friend, this um, death of Jesus Christ is historically stated in the Word of God. In the four Gospels, over 200 verses, more than 200 verses are taken up with detailed account of the sufferings and death of our Savior. The death of the Lord Jesus Christ is also doctrinally explained even in our text in Isaiah 50, 53 that verse right there explains a lot in, in Isaiah 53 verse number 5 but he was wanted for our translation this is a doctrine of substitution that means we are the sinners that committed wrong to God but the son of God you know covered us the son of God uh, took our sins away from us and he puts it upon his own body and therefore he was the one who paid the sins the penalty of our sins this is the verse but he was wounded for our transgressions; he was bruised for our chastisement of our peace was upon him and when his we are healed. In 2 Corinthians 5.21 2 Corinthians 5.21 For he had made him for God made him, Jesus Christ, to be sin for us <coughs> who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. In 1 Peter chapter 2 verse number 24 <coughs> Who his own self bare our sins with his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness. By whose stripes ye were healed. <coughs> Again, my friend, First uh, Peter chapter chapter three, verse number eighteen. First Peter chapter three, verse eighteen. The Bible says, For Christ also had once suffered for sins, that just for the unjust that he might bring us to God being put to death in the flesh but we by the spirit right here in this, text, in this verse uh, we have further example of you know the doctrinal explanation of the Lord's death the Lord's death and again this one uh, embodies these three truths about the Lord's death what are they number one I want you to take note that here the sacred truth of the Lord Jesus Christ's death. It is indicated in this verse when it says Christ had suffered being put to death in the flesh. <coughs> the Lord Jesus Christ died. And again, he really did die. He was born and, and, and there was nothing accidental about his birth because all is calculated by god the father all is calculated by the lord jesus christ and there is no accident also about his death because everything and every minute detail of that um, suffering of the lord jesus christ is all delicately calculated by god the son the lord jesus christ himself in john chapter 10 verse number 17 to prove that he is the one really giving his life. Not one, you know, really killed him. It was him who allowed them to touch him. It was, it was the Lord Jesus who allowed people to take him, it was the Lord Jesus who allowed people to kill him. But no one can kill the Lord Jesus Christ if 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 he doesn't want it to. And notice here what he said in John ten, seventeen. Therefore does my father love me, because I lay down my life. That I might take it again. He laid down his life so that he can take it again. So it's all his will. He said, No man, in verse number 18, no man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. It's a volition. It is a volition. It, it is, you know, something that the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, wanted to happen. But I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This commandment I received of my father. Again, there was a divine necessity about his death. It is a necessity. First is the place of his death. The place of his death was a conquering And that conquering uh, is outside the gate. Outside of Jerusalem. And again in Hebrews chapter 13 verse number Hebrews chapter 13 verse number 12 Hebrews 13 verse number 12 He said Wherefore Jesus also that he might sanctify the people with his own blood suffered without the gate. He suffered outside of Jerusalem. And again that is uh, prophesied that he must suffer outside uh, every, every person that is uh, condemned must be uh must be uh stolen to death outside of the gate. They will be tried outside of the gate. The Lord Jesus Christ, to pay the penalty of our sins, uh, he was also taken outside of the gate. And not just the place of of his death, but also the manner of his death. The manner of his death was crucifixion. The manner of his death, but again. Uh, you see in our key verse here in 1 in, um, in Peter chapter 3, verse number 18, it says, Christ being put to death. Christ being put to death. Well, what does it mean when it says like that? My friend, that means that uh, that indicates that deliberate violence. It was. You know, uh, he was punished uh, 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 violently by the people, but he allowed it. Jesus Christ allowed himself to suffer that violence. Every kind of wound, every kind of pain, uh, every kind of wound known to medical science was inflicted upon the Lord Jesus Christ when he was there at the, at the cross of Calvary. And upon his head was, was placed a crown of thorn. There was this crown of thorn uh, placed upon his head. And he was smitten with a rod. And he was, and he was also uh, thrust with a spear on his side. And then again, um, before that, he was flogged. He was beaten with rods. And, and, and nails were pierced upon his head, and nails were pierced uh, upon his feet. But again, my friend, the truth of the matter is, he bore all this suffering voluntarily. He volunteered himself. And always remember that the spiritual and mental anguish that the Lord Jesus Christ bore again was greater than any physical pain. If you have experienced pain in your life, physical pain, nothing you know can compare the pain that jesus christ had experienced when he was um, crucified nothing that is why uh, it's so painful what jesus christ has experienced is very very painful experience and not just that sacred truth about his death but also uh, the unique nature of his death if we go back to our text in in first peter chapter 3 verse number 18 it says that christ also had once suffered for sins the just for the unjust and again this is a unique unique nature of his death we use the word unique because that means um, that his death was different from any other that the death of jesus christ is not the kind of death that People commonly experience. People experience death by, by, uh, uh, by, by way of old age. People experience death by way of disease, by way of accident, by way of suicide, or by way of martyrs. But Jesus Christ experienced death in a different way. He experienced death. But why did the Lord Jesus die? Why? And what's the reason? Why did he die? My friend, he died not for any other reasons, but his death was a sinless death. No one died without sin, only the Lord Jesus Christ. That is why he's very unique. His death was a unique death because his death was a sinless death. His death was a sacrificial death. I believe there is no other sacrifice um, that has been done in this world uh, compared to that sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why was a sacrifice necessary? Why a sacrifice is necessary, my friend, is because um, you have sinned and I have sinned. It is because of our sin that Jesus Christ needs to sacrifice his life. And again, the question, why were the Old Testament sacrifices offered? Why in the Old Testament they offered sacrifices? Is also again because of sin. Sin is, you know, uh, 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 something that is appalled by God, abominable to the Lord. And no one can come to God with sin. And therefore, that sin must be settled. And that sin must be washed away. And nothing can wash away sins. Not the water. Not the water of baptism. There's nothing that can wash away sins. But again, the only, um, the only substance that can wash away the sins of mankind is not any other blood but the blood of God. The blood of the lord jesus christ therefore jesus christ shed his blood to take away the sins of the world every person that will come to jesus christ all their sins will be forgiven because he is the one that shed his blood for them in john chapter 1 verse number 29 that john the baptist proclaimed the coming of jesus christ when jesus christ approached john the baptist John saw it and, and, and he said in verse number 29, the next day John sees Jesus coming to him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. You see, this was the only way in which salvation could be offered to men and, and women. This is the only way that the sins can be forgiven, the, the shedding of the blood of the, uh, of the Lamb of God why is that so because again in the old testament this thing it has been like that god from heaven uh, prepared the people uh, to to uh for the forgiveness of their sins for the company of their sins they need to offer some animal sacrifice so that every sin of the people will be will be forgiven because of the blood sacrifice in, in hebrews chapter 9 verse number 22 hebrews 9 22 and almost all things are by the law purged with blood and without shedding of blood is no remission. there is no forgiveness without shedding of blood so therefore these people in the past in the old testament they carry their lamb and the temple and give it to the priest and the priest will kill the lamb and shed the blood and sprinkle the blood and then he will cook you know he will roast that lamb and that the priest will eat the offering so when the priest eats the offering and these people will be forgiven of their sins, and that is always the way. In the past, in the Old Testament, for the remission of sins, he said, "And almost all things are by the law purged with blood." And without shedding of blood, there is no remission. In Hebrews nine twenty five, Bible says here, "Nor yet that he should offer himself often." As the high priest entered into the holy place every year with blood of others, for then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now, once in the end of the world, had he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. The blood of Jesus Christ was shed at the cross, and that blood is the, is the blood that is required by God. For the forgiveness of sin, and again, it was um, it was a sacrificial death, it was a sinless death, and also it was a substitutionary death. It is a substitution. In other words, you and I, we are all sinners, and we bear all our own sins. All our sins we bear, but Jesus Christ came and took all our sins away from us and put it upon its own body and jesus christ suffered because of our sin that is um substituted because jesus christ came for a substitution and again if you go back to our text it says that just for the unjust the the sinless for the sinners the robedoers or the the, uh, the righteous for the wrongdoers, and again we understand in Isaiah fifty three verse number five again he said, but he was wounded for our transgression. Personally, I would say he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquity. The Lord Jesus Christ saved me because he suffered. Um, For the sins that I have committed. And his death was um, substitutionary, but his death also is sufficient death. That is the death that is really required by God for the forgiveness of all sins. His offering upon the cross was complete and final. You cannot offer your life for the forgiveness of others, and I cannot offer my life for the forgiveness of your sins. Because what Jesus Christ did on the cross is already enough complete. There's no addition to that and it cannot be added in anything. In Hebrews chapter ten, verse number, verse number ten. Hebrews chapter ten, verse number ten. It says, For by which we will by, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. In verse number 11 and every priest started daily ministering and offering often times the same sacrifices which can never take away sins but this man after he had offered Mm -hmm. one sacrifice for sins forever sat down at the right hand of the throne of God if you jump to verse number 14 verse number 14 it says for by one offering he had perfected just one offering all the offerings for sins perfected by one action and that is the offering of Jesus Christ's body and the shedding of his blood. And that shedding of his blood perfected all offering. So therefore, every, all people in the past will look forward to the coming Messiah, will be saved. And all people at the present that believe in Jesus Christ will be saved. And all the people in the future that's asked today look backward, looking backward to what Jesus Christ did on the cross will be saved. So that sacrifice of Jesus Christ once for all is perfected forever. It is perfected forever. Forever them that are sanctified." And the result of this, not just my friend, the sacred truth about his death, not just a unique nature of his death, but lastly here this morning, that glorious result of his death. That glorious Jesus Christ died to deal with our sin and to remove that barrier, that you know, a, a, a dividing wall, that barrier for our sin. But again, if you look at it, how it is stated in the verse, if you go back to First uh, Peter chapter three, verse number eighteen, the Bible says, "For Christ also had once suffered for sins." For what purpose? That He, Jesus Christ, might bring us to God, so that God will receive the glory. All of us that are saved will give glory to God so therefore the glorious result of his death in other words the Lord Jesus Christ died to reconcile us to God the Father because all of us have sinned and come short in Romans chapter 3 verse number 23 for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God we are separated from God man here and God is here and we are separated from this lake of fire for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But what Jesus Christ did, what he did is reconciled man to God. He bridged that gap. He bridged the gap that all of us will be able to come to God. Romans 6 verse 23. Romans 6 23. For the wages of sin is death in the lake of fire. But the gift of God is eternal life. We can now come to God through Jesus Christ our Lord we have that remedy of sin and to the end it makes us reconciled to God and uh, that will result in the glorious, glorious um, um, uh, exaltation of God the Father. When the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross, He cried at the cross. If you remember, you know, uh, the seven last words, one of the seven last words, Jesus Christ cried at the cross. It is finished. It is finished. That refers to the fact that his word of atonement was now completed. There is no need for us to add to it. Because what he has done at the cross 2,000 years ago is complete. Then the Lord Jesus Christ is able to save all those people that will come to him. For salvation. And again in Matthew chapter 27 verse number 50 this is what he said before he died. He said that Jesus when he had cried again with a loud voice yielded <coughs> up the ghost." And in verse number verse number 51 notice verse number 51 what happened when he died at the cross that dividing wall that Curtain that divides the holy of the holies the holy of the holies And behold the, the veil of the temple was spread in twain from the top to the bottom And again that indicates that the way was now open into the holiest place You and I can come to God by our own We don't need a priest now because all of us are now become priests we are now God's, God's people and therefore we can come to God because of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Lord Jesus Christ allowed us to come to God in Hebrews chapter 10 verse number 19 Hebrews 10 19, having therefore brethren boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus Christ by the new and living way Which he had consecrated for us through the veil that is to say his flesh. Verse 21, and having the high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water, and again. We can see the wonderful work of the Lord Jesus Christ at the cross of Calvary, and how great our salvation is because of what he has done and what he has accomplished at the cross of Calvary. But again, people may look for the evidences of, where uh, where is the evidence uh, that his death really accomplished all this? My friend, the verse that we have cited uh, this morning in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse number, um verse number 18 it tells us that he might bring us to god being put to death in the flesh but weakened by the spirit the Lord Jesus Christ uh, accomplished this uh, great um salvation of our soul that is why when you, when you when you realize that Jesus Christ is the savior make sure that you have accepted him as your savior because if you neglect this, if you neglect this, you will regret this for all eternity. Yep. If death comes to you and you do not have Christ in your life, my friend, I I beg you, you better come to the Lord Jesus Christ before it's too late. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter two, verse number three. Hebrews chapter two verse number three, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and of them, uh, what well, I'll confirm of them that heard him. It is dependent upon us right now, is either to receive or to reject Jesus Christ. But I hope and pray that if you are not saved this morning, you will consider uh, sealing that matter. You will consider coming to the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation of your soul, because the Lord Jesus Christ. Is the God in the flesh he was the he was the God the son who came down to this earth so that he can put that human flesh so that he can shed his blood because without shedding of blood there is no remission of sin so Jesus Christ the son of God sinless perfect but suffered and died because of the sins of the people and again um The promise of God of salvation is given to those who believe in him. But it's up to you right now to consider to receive him. And I hope that you will consider receiving him, because the Lord Jesus Christ is so gracious. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you come here this morning and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I invite you to come. Invite you to invite him to um, I urge you to invite him to come into your life for the salvation of you. So let's pray, let's Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for this morning. Oh God, I pray that um, if there's anyone here, Lord, that is not saved, if there's anyone here that doesn't know Jesus Christ as uh, Lord and Savior, it is my prayer, of God, that that person will, will stop and will go. Um, we we'll see uh, the Lord Jesus Christ is saying, "Oh Father, I pray that um, the gospel um, will have a place in the heart of the people, and that, oh God, you will um, change the mind, change the, uh, the destination of the people who here to you. Because Lord, it is um, a horrible thing that people will come and listen to the gospel and still not say." Lord, it is uh, 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 an holy thing to see people go to hell despite all the preaching of the gospel. I pray, O oh God, that um, as you move in the midst of your people, that the heart of the people, oh God, be lifted from your word. I bless you once again, Lord, your know, people, that, um, the faithful men and women in our church, we work um, for the salvation of the souls of men. Please Lord continue to move these people, continue Lord, to um, encourage these people because Lord, these are the people um, that are the hope of the uh, lost uh, people outside. And these are the people, Lord, that brings salvation to some of the people. And I pray, oh God, that you will encourage them uh, and use them, oh God, use them mightily, and bless them, and, and make them Lord, and give them a this morning. So that the Lord's people might hear the gospel through them. I thank you, Father, for the great opportunity. Um, I thank you, Lord, for the salvation that you have given to us. We uh, praise you, Lord, we bless you, and we exalt um, your name, and we magnify your name in the name of your people. We thank you, Lord, for your sinful Amen. Let's all start and sing the final word.